0: Welcome to the Cyber Guy Podcast, your source for engaging cyber education, cyber discussions, and a look at current cyber news and trends with retired FBI Special Agent Darren Mott. Welcome to May 16th, 2022. I'm Darren Mott. I greatly appreciate those who stuck around and waited for me to come back after a slightly mild hiatus from doing the podcast for a couple of weeks. I got sidetracked on some other stuff I was working on, which I'm going to talk about in this podcast and talk about some things coming up in the future. Um, there will probably be, if it all works well, two podcasts this week. This one, which will be a little short on the shorter side, I just want to kind of re- Reset things here, and then hopefully I have a friend of mine who uh, just retired from the FBI. Uh, We've worked together for many, many years. Worked together at FBI headquarters, and she was the first deputy special agent in charge in any field office in the FBI. And she'll talk kind of about that experience. Hopefully, coming up later in this week. But for this week, I kind of want to talk about what, why there hasn't been a podcast in a couple weeks, and I greatly apologize for that. But I also greatly appreciate those who continue to download and listen um, to my previous podcast. This is episode 70 of the Cyber Guy podcast. Uh, And so no interview this week. I'm actually not even going to go through the regular format of education and stuff like that. If you want the educational piece for the week, um, I just released um, episode 25 of the Get Cyber Smart podcast, and that will talk about data breaches. You can certainly head over there, and that's a quick 10-minute educational look into data breaches what it means to you from a risk perspective and some quick little hits on how to protect yourself but kind of wanted to talk a little differently here than stuff i have not talked about in the past it's kind of what i do um outside of the podcast and some other stuff so last couple weeks i've been looking at uh kind of upping my cybersecurity educational game, if you will, with the idea of ultimately doing some form of cybersecurity consulting work down the the line. So to that end, um, I currently have a job in the cybersecurity world. It's a good job, good company. Um, Will it last forever? Hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of retired FBI agents, when they leave, they take jobs in the private sector and some of them Work well, and it's their second career. Others, maybe they jump around. It, it all depends. And I'm on a I'm on a job that is part of a government contract. And so, if that government contract was to suddenly end, they may not necessarily have a need for me. So, I'd have to have other alternate options going forward. So, I've kind of looked into that, and talking to some friends about potentially doing some cybersecurity consulting for small companies. Because if you if we go back to how this podcast came to be, and the idea was, how can I continue to give information to help protect people? My last couple years in the FBI, in addition to being a supervisor of a squad, I did a lot of presentations to um, companies, to public Groups to anybody who'd have. If anybody called the Birmingham division of the FBI and wanted a cyber briefing, I would generally go do that. If someone on the cyber squad didn't want to do, it. and most of the folks in the cyber squad didn't like talking in public, I loved it. I love talking in public and helping people understand what the risks are and keep them protective, so that ideally they wouldn't have to contact the FBI. But if they did have to, they would at least know who to contact. So with all that, I, I, I'm going to do a quick little public service announcement for the FBI and their private sector. Coordinator position, every FBI office in the United States, regardless of where you live, if you're if you are in the US, there is an FBI office with a public a private sector coordinator position. And what that person does is deals with companies to keep them aware of risk and help them understand the FBI a little better. That's probably a very generalized term for what it is. But if you have not, if you do not know who your cyber folks are in the FBI where you are, and you're a business owner, call them up and ask for a presentation. They'll come out and tell your employees what the risks are, how to protect themselves, kind of like I do here, but more from a current intelligence perspective that the FBI has, join in for guard, all that kind of stuff. So, certainly looking at that so when you're trying to figure out, "Ooh, I have a problem, who do I contact?" you'll know who to contact. So, so that is so when I retired, I wanted to continue doing that stuff. My job doesn't necessarily, my job currently does allow me some of that, but it's a certain it's a small niche community that i'm kind of speaking to on periodic basis so that's podcast was born to kind of talk to more of the masses because in addition to trying to protect companies i want to protect individuals at home those of you who are just listening because either you're a friend of mine or you knew someone who knew someone you love the sound of my voice whatever because i as i like to say i have a face made for radio um then you know this is for you too i want people to be protected so they don't become the victims of cybercrime there's tons and tons the majority really of cybercrime is targeted against the individual. Now, depending on which, you know, if you look at nation state stuff, that's more corporate and government. But still, at the end of the day, if you work for a company and your stock is your compensation is tied to the stock of your company and your company has a compromise and their stock goes down, that impacts you personally. So my goal, how do I protect people from that? And my biggest concern, and people and with this particular podcast, I'm going to ask for feedback from you folks, those interested to give it to me. Um, A lot of small and medium-sized companies just don't have the budget or the personnel to do adequate and really good cybersecurity strategic planning. In other words, making everyone understand the risks that are out there that target your particular business sector, because the healthcare business sector has different security needs than the transportation sector, which have different needs than the chemical sector. It's all different. But cybersecurity in general comes down to several basic principles that you have Information on a digital network that likely communicates with other digital networks across your own personal infrastructure or across global infrastructure if you have places, multiple locations of your business and stuff like that. And now with COVID and people working from home, that extends to people's homes. And so bad guys are going to target people working from home with the idea of trying to get into these corporate networks. Now, if you're Boeing or you're Lockheed Martin, you're Apple, you're Microsoft, you can afford a huge cybersecurity staff. I don't even, I can't even gather what the size of their cybersecurity staff is, but it's certainly big enough to protect their information. But even then, it's not like they are completely risk-free. You certainly see plenty of news articles or news stories about companies that are fairly large that still have cybersecurity issues indicating they have a very poor strategic plan overall. So I'm looking at how can I protect the small and medium sized companies that don't have access to the resources like a CISO. Maybe they have a CIO, but that CIO works by himself with one or two IT guys to try to help the whole strategic part of the company. But he's dealing with budgeting and, and other things that from a strategic standpoint, he's a little more tactical, perhaps so having a chief information security officer is a luxury for companies, especially because the average cost for a CISO is in the two hundred and twenty-five to $250,000 range globally. So if you're a small company, can't afford that particular personnel, you don't have that. You don't have that strategic look at to how do I protect my company. So as I've been thinking about that, it kind of feeds into what I would like to do from a protection standpoint. So I started looking, I have, so just to give you all an understanding of my educational background. So I have two master's degrees. One is in education, which I got or received um, 30 years ago uh, at a small college in upstate New York. I taught high school for several years, um, did a lot of self-trained cyber stuff, and then went in the FBI and worked cyber crime there for 20 years. Towards the end of my FBI career, I got a master's degree in cybersecurity policy and risk analysis. It's not a hugely technical um, program, but... During my time in the FBI, I did a lot of technical stuff that I learned on my own. I learned Linux. I did a whole bunch of other stuff. I did networking, and and I it, this is going to this podcast is going to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. I am to a certain extent just to give you an, an idea of why how I've gotten to where this point is. And for the first time in 70 episodes, I'm ask actually asking for input and help from those who listen who are willing to provide it to me. So with that in mind, this is where this is going. So um, anyway, so. My master's degree is in policy and risk analysis. So, you know, do I have certifications? No. I didn't get I, I had to get one certification in the FBI. It had to do with cybersecurity management of some sort. And then it was a lousy class. I passed the test, didn't care much about it, didn't get the CPEs, and I'm, it's long expired. So when you look at cybersecurity pr- professionals, there's a lot of emphasis on certifications. So With that in mind, I said, okay, it's time for me to finally settle down and get my CISSP license. I had the interview episode 68 was talking certifications with Casey Marks that kind of got me sinking down this road. So I'm in the process of studying to take the CISSP exam in a couple months. Um, But at the same time, I knew I needed more than just that. So in looking at people I know in the cybersecurity world, and people I've talked to, one of the areas, the big areas, that most companies need to really invest in, but probably most don't, is vulnerability assessments and penetration testing. They don't test their networks to see how vulnerable they are from a red team perspective. In other words, having an attacker actually try to get in the network and then say, here's how I got in, here's where your protection lacks. The vulnerability assessment helps them understand what vulnerabilities exist that a bad guy could use to get in. So you need both of those Both of those particular um processes run. And a lot of companies don't think about it, don't have a personnel large enough to do it. They don't have the funding to do that. So all this to be said, I'm also working towards uh, learning to do penetration testing. So in my trials over the last several weeks, which is why the podcast hasn't been made, I've been looking at some things to try to help me down this line. So I came up with a couple of different sites and I wanted to pitch these particular sites just for anybody who listen who is of similar ilk to me in a sense that you're you're interested in penetration testing, you're interested in improving your Linux skills or in, improving your networking skills, things like that. So friends of mine recommended a couple of things. One was what's called the Safer Internet Project. It's a company out of Australia. And for a fee per month, um, you basically shadow them for several months. Uh, doing penetration testing at the end of it you have gone from just not knowing anything about penetration testing to being a junior penetration tester to being able to take a penetration testing course and be able to do penetration testing so i've I've started with them um, looking through some of their stuff um, so I'm still obviously very much at the novice part of that but i say that just to pitch their service not because they're paying me for anything like that but i think it's a great service if it's something you're interested in if you've got a high school kid who is trying to figure out what to do in cybersecurity world penetration testing is a is a underserved area as i've learned in my current job as we try to hire penetration testers so the more i can learn to do the better it's going to be and talking to Snehal and tani uh in episode that was a couple of episodes ago in um episode 66 and talking about his penetration testing to zero that kind of got sparked my interest. This is might be something that is worthwhile to do. And then a service I could provide to small and medium sized companies, if it's something they were looking at. So, um, so I was looking to get penetration testing uh, certification as well. Uh, And so another site that a friend of mine told me about that I signed up for, uh, and again, I'm pitching it here, not because they're paying me for it, but I I think it's an interesting service that you should look at. And I'm all for helping out small upstarts and small entities to to get more people aware of their product. It's called uh, hypercube.io and cube is spelled Q-U-B-E. So it's H-Y-P-E-R-Q-U-B-E.io. And it is a really cool site that now, So I have – I just purchased a new desktop computer that has a lot of speed that allows me to do some virtual machines because ultimately if if what I'm shooting to do becomes something that comes to fruition, then I'm going to need some some, um, horsepower PC-wise beyond my iMac and my MacBook Pro to do some virtual machines and some testing and and other stuff that I want to do in addition to, you know – Strategic planning stuff like that. So I bought this machine, but a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Chase Cunningham of the Doctor Zero Trust podcast, I recommend you listen to him too. Recommended Hypercube. Uh, the owner Craig gave me a demo, and I signed up for it this weekend. It's a great site that automate you just you basically can create blueprints of networks with virtual machines that are automatically loaded for you, already configured. You don't have to download it and put them on your own machine. So. As I build my own virtual network here, I can test it on his and not break anything on my end. So if you want to learn about virtual machines, you want to play with Linux, and maybe you don't have a Linux box, but you want to practice Kali in a Kali environment, or an Ubuntu environment, or a CentOS environment, or you want to practice with Windows 11. They have a Windows 11 VM. You go in there, you create a blueprint of what you're looking for. It's real easy, and it kicks right up, and boom, you got a Linux machine. It's fantastic. I highly recommend people look at at it. um, It's 50 bucks a month or 480 bucks for the year, so it's very reasonably priced. Um, and it's a great thing from a testing perspective, a good tool to have. So check out hypercube.io. Again, I'm just saying this because I found out I've, I've identified all of these things over the course of the last couple of weeks when I haven't been doing the podcast. So I figured it would be good to kind of tell you, show you what I'm, what I'm looking at. Um, another thing that I've started doing is Udemy, which is an online training program where essentially I pay 30 bucks a month and I get all sorts of CISSP training lectures and refreshing my Linux skills. I got a, there's a course on there. So I, I, if you're looking for education and you can afford um, their personal plan, um, it's not, you know, you don't sign a two year contract. It's month to month, but there's a lot of good videos on there with a lot of good instructors that that show how to do stuff. And I actually, I'm looking to see if I can take some of my cyber smart stuff that I created earlier and put that onto Udemy. But I recommend you look at Udemy too, if it's something from an educational perspective. So where's this all leading for me? What am I looking to do? So, what I'm looking to do is create a some a type of service. I mean, a lot of companies do virtual CISO, so it's, it's kind of like that. Um, but I think I have a different perspective in that I have I can provide a multitude of different services to companies from um, strategic planning, education. Ideally, do some penetration testing, some vulnerability assessments, some compliance assessments. And the nice thing is, I have people. Involved in different parts of these things that I can subcontract this this business out to. I've already gone talked to a couple of people who I said, "Hey, if I can't do this, can you?" And they they'll do it. So, being able to provide all of these things at a much reduced cost than what some of the big boys charge, because obviously there's certain companies that. Um, are not going to deal with the mom and pop shop for a couple thousand bucks for whatever. Because they are working with Boeing and they're working with Lockheed or working with whoever. And they just don't have the resources to do these niche little entities because it's just not what their business model is focused on. So I still want to protect the folks at home. So maybe, you know, there'd be reasons to do... Obviously, there's always going to be reasons to do home training. We're going to continue to do that. So what I'm asking for all of you folks who are listening who might have insight into some of this is share it with me. Provide me. If there's other sites that are useful like Hypercube or Safer Internet Project, you know, email me, darren at thecyberguy.com, C-U-I-B-U-R, with any insight, any advice you might have on how to move down this path. If you're interested in reviewing my business plan, uh, let me know. I can show you what that looks like, and you can tell me if I, if you're especially if you're a business person or a, a MBA or something, you can look like and say you're going to get sued out of existence in two months. You may need to stop that. Just do your dumb podcast and and don't worry about it. But I'd be curious to think what other folks think. I've had some people look at it. I'm not really sh- you know shopping around for answers. I'm just looking for any in, input I have. So as my as my my friendly podcast audience. You all have different skills and skill sets. Um, I'm looking at doing cyber uh, insurance review for companies. In other words, a company is looking at cyber insurance, trying to look at that for them and saying, make sure you do A, B, and C, all that kind of. It's kind of a one-stop consulting shop at some point in the, it, down the line. And so if it's something that if you have a small company or are interested in talking about, hit, feel free to hit me there. I apologize. This is not something I generally do on the podcast is pitch all of these things. But since I hadn't done a podcast in a couple of weeks, I thought it would be relevant to explain where I've been so that hopefully those of you who listen will continue to listen going forward. Because I'm not going to do this every week, clearly. I'm going to go back to interviewing FBI folks, back to interviewing people within the cyber industry to talk about what they do. I have a guest coming up that's going to talk about what red teaming is. What that means. Talk about malware development. He develops malware on his own, not for use against people illicitly, but for the good, if you will. Uh, And I'm also always open to individuals that who would like to be on the podcast, who want to talk about it, to come on on. I got another guy who's going to talk about what virtual ISO means. In other words... You don't have an ISO full-time, but you have, well, I'm calling mine fractional ISO. And in other words, you get part of my time per month at a much reduced cost. than what it would cost to actually have a CISO, but you get all the benefits of having a CISO. So all that being said, that's where I've been for the last couple of weeks, trying to, to, to plan all that stuff, work it down. Plus, I've been doing exercising and stuff like that. I've lost 30 pounds in the last year or so, some... Pretty happy about that. Uh, and so I recommend everyone, I'm going re- to make a health recommendation here for those of my older friends who might be listening to the podcast. I had what's called a calcium CT test, which is essentially, uh, it's a quick um, picture of your chest, and it looks at your heart to figure out if your arteries are clogged. Zero means there are none, and it goes all the way up to 1,000. If you have, you know, if your score is several hundred on an artery, you got a problem. I had one artery that was 46, which kind of pushed me into being a little more active from a from uh, an active standpoint. So if you are listening and you are a user of Peloton, you can find me on Peloton under the name, I know this is a big shock, Cyberguy, spell it exactly like I spell it here. So if you've looked for Cyberguy on Peloton, you'll find me there. Feel free to tag up with me and we can maybe ride together as always if you're interested find me on linkedin linkedin.com slash in slash darren mott all one word and as always i greatly thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast especially this one this one's a little a little different i kind of rambled quite honestly Um, But I do have a couple interviews coming up later in the week. If any of the stuff I talked about is of interest to you and you'd like to talk to me about it or, or email me about it, I'm happy to talk to anyone about these things, about going into partnerships together. If someone's doing something already, let me know. And with that, I hope you know and remember, knowledge is protection. If you go through your week, understand the threats that are targeting you, assess your risk, proceed wisely online. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you very soon.